Welcome back to the uh, to the podcast. We're here at Darting Through the Faith. I'm Father Sean Wilson. With me is the one and only Julia Ju- Monet. <laughs> I never know if you're going to say it. I don't I'm going to say it. Man, it's still. But you're eight. Julia Monin. I right? am Julia Monin. Okay, I'm Father Sean Wilson. That's good. At least we have that figured out. We do have that, even if we don't know anything else we're doing. Everything here. else we can't verify, or yeah, yeah. Or it's just our names, though. That's names. important. Like that's a good start. It's, it's important. Yeah, given that at our baptism. So that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. you're into baptism and stuff. <laughs> right. <laughs> you're into baptism and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So anyways, let's pray. Oh, please do. In the name of the Father <laughs> and the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord, we give you thanks for the gift of our faith. We ask that you may uh, always stir in our hearts a deeper appreciation for the faith that you've given us. And we may always entrust our lives with a deeper understanding into your plan for, for human salvation. We entrust this time into your hands, asking that you may do with it whatever you want, that this podcast may be only for your greater glory. We ask all of this through Christ our Lord. Amen. In the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, Father Sean, what is new? What is new? Um, goodness. You know, one thing that's new that maybe we should just bring up is we have a we have a behind the scenes guy here, right? Oh and, yeah. And Leo Monday, mm-hmm. he's been doing. He's been with us from the beginning, mm-hmm. and uh, Leo's moving on. So Leo got a new job. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. No, <laughs> it's not. It's not. It's not time yet, though. He's still got time. another few episodes. He's going to be with us. But yeah. Leo's over there. He's he's peeking out he's behind peeking the light. Out. Can you like peek your face in front of the camera just for fun? Okay. <laughs> I did not think he was going to do that. <laughs> oh, uh, he doesn't think it'll show up, but he did it. Okay. But yeah, he is. I didn't mean for that to segue into that, but yeah, it, that's what's it's new. happening. Yeah. It's happening. So, so we wish him the best of luck. This one's for you, Leo. We, and uh, cheersing to him. Yeah. To Leo I Monday. I had something other than water in my cup. But I've got decaf coffee. Mm, How's that? Boring. <laughs> that's right. Do what? <laughs> oh, okay. We'll have something. We'll have something a little stronger okay. later. How about that? Sounds good, but, but he is uh, moving, so maybe we'll maybe we'll be able to like wrap up season two and then like get oh, a fresh then, look yeah. at things season three and see what we're gonna wow. do here. Season three, what I do you know. Think? What do you ever watch the TV show Community? Yes, the big thing was always six seasons a movie. Six but seasons. See, I a don't movie. know what that is. It was no. it, it was in relation to yeah. Mm. I don't know what. I don't remember where the joke was. That's funny. But well, we're even now because prior to hitting record, I was sharing with you. TV quotes that you didn't understand and now you've shared them with me. So we're on the same page. Yeah, that's right. We're both just talking about gibberish. (laughs) (laughs) And hopefully this ends and we'll continue in with the good stuff here. Tell us, Father Sean, tell us how exciting it is where you threw the dart last week. It's providential. And how that plays out with what we've already been talking about. Yeah. So is this three weeks in a row that we've been in this part? So the catechism is kind of even before you get to the creed, it starts with like, I believe, well, mm-hmm. I guess is the first word of the creed. So mm-hmm. it, the first word, I believe. So that's like, what is faith? Faith is man response to God. So we had a little bit of that in I believe in uh, a couple weeks ago. And then we went to we believe, this community of, of belief. And now we're right in between those two things with a deeper look or maybe like an, an additional look at the statement, I believe. Um, and so what is faith? What are the characteristics of faith is what this, um, what this section is called. Which so, is paragraphs 153 through 165. And why that's so cool is because you're throwing this dart at random. And so the fact that we've randomly hit these three 
makes me think it's not so random. <laughs> right. It's, it's right? true. But we're all, we just, this is where we're supposed to be. We are hammering this part of the catechism. That's right. But it's been good. It has. It has. Learned a lot. So that's good. <laughs> about faith and about that's good. stuff. And about other stuff and then that's some right. stuff in between. That's right. So this, like you Very said, descriptive. Is- <laughs> you're descriptive. Your word choice there is Thank superb. You. Thank you. It, it was meant to be. Yeah. I wasn't, there wasn't any sarcasm in what I was saying there. Oh, man. False. Okay. Oh, that was Sometimes sarcastic Sometimes I lay it on so thick oh, that you can't even pick it up. All right. We should jump into this. People please, have probably let's do. already stopped listening. They've already, t- they've already, as soon as yeah. Leo popped his head in, they. <laughs> that was it, huh? Checked out. <laughs> Just kidding. It was as soon as we were talking about our names for five minutes (laughs) that they checked out. Okay. So characteristics of faith, defining faith, having a clear definition of faith. First, starting out talking about faith is grace, and then faith is also a human act. So talking about this both and scenario, which comes up throughout this section over and over and over again, this, Mm -hmm. this, this reminder of this, the faith life is not an either or it's a, it's often a both and our walks with God aren't often an either or it's often a both. And you have to remember that. And so faith is a gift. Faith is grace. And also it's a human act. It's not right. this either or thing. So this is where we're starting in the first couple paragraphs here. Faith as a grace. Mm-hmm. So in one of the parts, so this is in 153, uh, faith is a gift of God, a supernatural virtue infused by him. So we're not able to come to faith in God unless God first calls us. That's basically what it's saying. Like we can't believe in the Trinity unless God first calls us, that God first beckons. Um, and that comes, and that comes straight from, uh, from St. Peter, um, that, uh, that part in, um, who do you say that I am? Right. And this is where Jesus gives him the keys in Matthew chapter 16. And he says, you are, you are, you are Jesus, the son of God. And, Sorry, I'm struggling with my words. And Jesus says, flesh and blood have not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. So mm-hmm. that kind of fundamental aspect that faith comes from from God, not mm-hmm. from our own like figuring it out. Mm-hmm. So, And also, and also faith a, is a human act. It's a human act, <laughs> which means only human beings have faith, right? Mm-hmm. So your dog does not have faith. Mm-hmm. But also the angels don't have faith because the angels see See clearly, it's only human beings that have faith because we only we're the only ones that have an intellect and a will, the, mm-hmm. and are not seeing things perfectly like an angel sees sees things clearly. So it's it's distinctly a human thing. So believing this is reading from paragraph one one fifty four. Believing is possible only by grace and the interior helps of the Holy Spirit, which is where their faith is a grace. What we were talking about. But it is no less true that believing is an authentically human act. Trusting in God and cleaving to the truths he has revealed are contrary neither to human freedom nor to human reason. So again, this is this both and side of things that we're, what we're already talking about. We're just going to keep hammering today, I think. Well, and it all, like the foundation of this both and is found in Jesus himself, right? Jesus is, true. we say, true God and true man. And that was the early Christian councils. And especially you get it so beautifully in the Council of Chalcedon in uh, 451, which, and we could go through that forever because that's, mm. that's one of the great councils. I mean, mm. what it says about Jesus is just remarkable. But the moral of the story is it's true God and true man. We say that Jesus is not 50% human and 50% divine. He is 100% human and 100% divine. And just like our faith life is not like 50% uh, human, 50% divine, or 95% 
uh, divine and 5% human, that it's 100% human act. It's 100% of uh, comes, our, our will is 100% involved in it. Mm-hmm. And then also it's 100% God. It's he's doing all, all of this work and moving us to, to believe in him. Like he's, he's the one going fishing for us. He's the good shepherd coming to find us. And the, the images from the Bible go mm-hmm. on and on. But mm-hmm. like it all gets back to who Jesus is. Like mm-hmm. Jesus is true God and true man. These two kind of poles pulled together. And so is our faith life. Mm-hmm. So I'm reminded of, of uh, the words in scripture that says, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. Right. And so often we think that like, like we're, we, we have, we are our hundred percent, the movers in all of this. And right. we forget that it's God who's drawing us to him. Yeah. Um, those are beautiful words. And you can really get wrapped up in like activism by that. Right. If we think it's fate, it, like it's all our, our work. And you think about those lines in uh, the first letter of John, it's, it's, um, it's not so much that we love God, but that he first loved us. Mm-hmm. And so often we get wrapped up in like, well, what program do we need to do? How are we going to bring people into faith? What are we going to do? Like, like All this, what are we going to do? It's like, well, the first thing is like, God's going to do all of this mm-hmm. and we're just going to, you know, we're going to give it everything we got um, because it's a hundred percent God. Mm-hmm. It's a hundred percent us, mm-hmm. but we forget that the first move is God's move mm-hmm. and the response is all us, which is mm-hmm. all of this is faith is the response to what God does. Mm-hmm. So. You were going to say something before I kind of jumped in, though, it looked like. That was a while ago. Mm, I don't think so. Okay. Well, if I was, I forgot. So right. um, continuing here in paragraph 155, it reads, In faith, the human intellect and will cooperate with divine grace. Believing is an act of the intellect, sending to the divine truth by command of the will, moved by God through grace. And that last quote there is from St. Thomas Aquinas. But again, hitting this. Faith is a gift. Faith is a grace. Faith is also a human act. Right. And he, he hits on there that it's, it's something of our intelligence, right? It's mm-hmm. something like our reason, our ability to, to um, think is grasp the, the reality of God. So mm-hmm. um, that says a lot about who we are, that our, our puny brains are able enough to, to grasp in some way. And that catechism gets to that mm-hmm. um, of, of Almighty God, the creator of the universe, who's omnipotent, all, all good, all knowing, like that we can grasp some of, of that. It says a lot about our intellect and its, its potential. I mm-hmm. mean, it's kind of profound. It, is, it isn't kind of profound. It is profound. It's super profound. And so this, this leads right into what, where the next uh, four paragraphs go into a, a subsection that's titled Faith and Understanding. Paragraphs 156, 157, 158, and 159. That basically breaks this down. That fit this again, this, this idea of this, this both and thing, where like faith is believing with the heart, but also you can come to understand and reason with the mind. It's not this, yeah. there's not this hard separation between the two. Um, and I, I thought this paragraph 156 was just so beautifully stated that I don't really want to paraphrase it. Do you mind if I just read it? Yeah. Um, it says, what moves us to believe is not the fact that revealed truths appear as true and intelligible in the light of our natural reason. We believe because of the authority of God himself who reveals them, who can neither deceive nor be deceived. So this is like the first section, which is so great, that just is basically saying that it takes humility to believe. We believe that God is who he says he is, that God cannot lie that he can't be deceived nor deceive, and so we believe because of that. Um, but then this paragraph continues, so that the submission of our faith might nevertheless be in accordance with reason, 
God willed that external proofs of his revelation should be joined to the internal helps of the Holy Spirit. That's that sentence that I thought was just so beautifully written. That was the one I underlined in that paragraph, too. Nice. And where is that being pulled from? I guess I never... Um, Oh, De Filius, which is where a whole lot of this is pulled from. Okay. That was a First Vatican Council document in the late 1800s for, you know, all those keeping track at home. (laughs) That's good. Yeah, if you yeah. are keeping track at home, can you please introduce yourself? Because I just would yeah, like to yeah. meet you. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're a cool person and I'd like to meet you. So yeah, so that the submission of our faith might nevertheless be in accordance with reason. Okay, so this is this both hand that it's a go that yes, we believe in our hearts, but also we can reason with our minds that God has willed that external proofs of his revelation should be joined to the internal helps of the Holy Spirit. And then it gives examples of that. The miracles of Christ and the saints, prophecies, the church's growth, and holiness and her fruitfulness and stability, which I believe we touched on last time where we were talking about, um, you know, the, the fact that almost proves that God is who he says he is and that the Catholic Church is who she claims to be simply because is withstood the test of time, yeah. even though she hasn't been... Um, Without sin in you. her members. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. Um, so that, yeah, that's great that these... these so God... We believe not because we figured it all out, right? Like that's the, that's the start of it, that it's not our natural reason that we figure all of this out ourselves. But in some ways we believe because we believe in the one who's revealed it, right? We, yeah. We've come to trust God, that he is all good, that he wants our salvation, and he comes to reveal who he is and his plan for the world. And so then because we recognize his goodness, then we begin to 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 reason or we begin to explore in some ways, and we'll get to that about faith-seeking, understanding. Mm-hmm all that he's revealed. But it's not just like believe because the Bible says so. There's all of these external proofs and, you know, mentions like you listed out there, those, um, the, the miracles of the saints, the miracles of Christ, all certain signs of divine revelation. You can think about stuff in creation too, mm-hmm. um, as a, as a great revelatory or it confirms revelation maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Okay. So then going on with like three little, I guess, even subsections under that, 157 is talking about how faith is certain. It is more certain than all human knowledge because it is founded on the very word of God who cannot lie. So faith is certain. And then 158 talks about, and also faith seeks understanding. So faith is certain. We can be sure of it. And also it does seek understanding because the more you understand, the more you learn, the more you come to know God, the more it lights that fire within you. So, sure. um, so it's talking about that, that faith-seeking understanding. And then paragraph 159 does a beautiful job of explaining this connection between faith and science and how there's not a disconnect there, that, that science actually is, is proving to us and showing to us who God is and that that's by the hand of God that that's being done. Yeah, they both flow from the same, the same God, both mm-hmm. revelation and, and creation and reason, what science, what science, is, uh, what science is investigating is created by the same person who who was incarnate in the second person of the blessed trinity the word of god so mm-hmm. so there can't be a discrepancy because it's all from the same the same hand whether it's creation or or divine revelation so mm-hmm. yeah you know busting back to uh busting back <laughs> dumb phrase gosh that faith is certain i was thinking about this in terms of you know we got a lot going on in our world today and uh, whether it's the, the rioting or whether it's the stuff with the coronavirus and so much of it. And you don't know what to believe. Right. Mm-hmm. And especially through the media um, and some people, you know, I in all honesty, you really don't know what to believe. Mm-hmm. And um, so so 
so you don't know what to believe. So it's not certain because it's not founded upon one who cannot lie. It's not founded upon one who cannot twist the truth, right? That God, we believe in the God who cannot lie, who cannot deceive us, who mm-hmm. will not out of his incredible goodness. And because of that, it's certain. Because mm-hmm. of it's it's not because it's not certain because you and I have figured it out, mm-hmm. right? It's not certain even because there have been some great doctors of the church who could figure it out. Mm-hmm. It's certain because it's founded upon him who cannot change, mm-hmm. upon God whose whose goodness, whose love uh continues to come for us. Not because of ourselves, because if it was, we'd all turn into the media and you know, it'd all get twisted. Mm-hmm. And you see a little bit of this sometimes, you know, especially like modern scholars kind of question the um they question like the validity of the gospels. Like, you know what? The the gospel writers actually covered up that Jesus and Mary Magdalene were actually married. And and when you get down to it, it's it, like the fundamental root is they don't believe that God revealed sacred scripture. They thought mm-hmm. that these apostles were conspirators trying to trying to push their cause or whatever it may be. Um like the media would do today, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but that's of course not the God that we believe in. Mm-hmm. And uh you know, in some ways, those modern authors are thinking that they're a whole lot smarter than everybody else because they're the, finally the one that's it, solved it. So, which brings us back to this this humility, which yeah. is really where faith is rooted in is is in this humility of us understanding, recognizing, and admitting who we are in relation to God. And so often we confuse that, and we do we put ourselves like into these prominent places and. And you mentioned how profound the gifts of our intellect are, which they are incredibly profound. Right. Um, but even so, doesn't scratch the surface of who God is and, and who gave us those intellects to begin with. And so to remain always humble before him um, in this faith is, I think, the greatest call of our walks with him is, is this profound humility and, and to never forget who we are in relationship to him. Right. Um, Teresa of Avila often in her writings talks about, and she calls herself, um, I mean, she just flat out calls herself dung, which, yeah. which is, you know, perhaps maybe a little harsh. And some people would say, well, you know, the, I know we have issues with the amazing grace song, but you know, the whole wretch, the her yeah, word yeah. wretch in there, wretch like me, and people take offense to that. But if we really understand who we are in relationship to God, ah, uh, you kind of get what these, what these yeah. writers are, are, um, Right. right, what they're trying to point out here, right? Yeah. So anyway, greater greater, and greater humility, which is what I'm hearing you, what I'm hearing echo in here as you say that sure. about faith being certain. Yeah, but because faith is like planted in our hearts and, be, you know, when you begin to recognize, and you see this so much in people who who have like a, a conversion, right? Mm-hmm. They've begun to have this this stirring. There becomes this faith that seeks understanding. That's what's in one, yep. 158. It's, it's amazing once you begin to to realize who God is and how much you just you people just eat so much stuff up and then sometimes like myself it's like these people can kind of be a bit like much because mm-hmm. like a oh, father I just want to know everything about everything and you got to teach us everything it's like oh, I don't know if I can do all that mm-hmm. but it's this great desire to seek understanding that if we really like if you really uh, I don't know why I just got this image but <laughs> like if you're really into somebody right and you start to date them and you want to know everything about them, you can almost get like stalker-esque, right? Mm-hmm. And you, you know, you, you want to know mm-hmm. too much, but mm-hmm. you can't stalk God, mm-hmm. right? Because God want, God shows everything to mm-hmm. us. So to, and so it, it, there is like that natural human desire when you fall in love, you just want to know everything about everything. It's even like hobbies, you know, if, mm-hmm. like if you love to fly planes, you just want to know everything there is about, um, mm-hmm airplanes. I was trying to think if there was a aviation. That's the word I was looking for. Made me sound a lot smarter. 
I love it. Yeah. There's a word that will make me sound smarter. Yeah. And I'm super good at being humble. So let's look for that word. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. That's good. You know, that's thing, good. Okay. Go. Van, I went to Vandalia Butler High School mm-hmm. where the, the airport is right there. Our nickname mm. is the Aviators. <laughs> so you, I should have known that. You should have came Couldn't up with that. Couldn't have think of that. Yeah. No, if you were talking about people who did a sneak attack, you would have gotten the Trojans, right? Yeah. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. I would have gotten And if somebody that. who lived in Wapakoneta, <laughs> I was going to make a, a joke about um, the, the mascots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, By the way, if you're not following, that's what we're doing right now is we're making fun <laughs> of high school mascots. Yeah. <laughs> talking about that okay right. uh, getting back on track here yeah. so this this idea yes that we do want to understand that we fall in love we've we've had this conversion of heart this faith is taking root in our heart and then that is the natural response to want to learn more um but yes be be aware that we can become attached to that i think is that's what you're saying yeah is become aware that we can become overly attached or overly consumed with the knowing so much so that it it impacts all of our lives and and perhaps even takes us away from the duties um, of our life, of being wives, being mothers, being fathers, being husbands, being pastors, pastoring your flock, that we can get consumed with learning and, and, and that's not good either. That's not right. there that, um, be, be careful that we don't become attached to that, but, but keep listening to our podcast. Keep filling up, <laughs> yeah. filling this in and, and make, yeah. And yeah, make yeah. Sure but no, that's really, that's really legit father Sean, because some of us can really become consumed with like constantly reading every Catholic book that's, that's released, right. constantly listening to every Catholic podcast that comes out to. And thinking to, everybody else needs to do the same also. Exactly. Exactly. Right. And it becomes, it can become overwhelming Yeah. <laughs> so much so that over the years I've like, I've like stripped so much of that out of my life, like intentionally, not because right. it's not good, not because I know everything, not because there isn't still a lot for me to learn, but because ultimately God wants to teach us himself and he yeah. uses people to teach us through him. Certainly. But as you grow in your relationship with him, he can tell you in prayer and you can have an intimate relationship with him in prayer more so than what you would ever learn from a book or certainly yeah. from Julia Monin. I'm not going to speak for you. But, yeah. Um, yeah. There is something to be said about like that faith seeking understanding, you know, mm-hmm. of like knowing the basic truths of our Catholic faith. Mm-hmm. But it's just a little examination of conscience piece. Like, mm-hmm. am I seeking things about God, you know, teachings about God or am I seeking God himself? Yes. Right. Um, yes. so that's just something to like take to prayer and kind of, yes. you know, hash out there. Yes. So, okay. So faith is certain faith seeks understanding their paragraph 159 is about faith and science, which we kind of already touched on. Was there anything else in there you wanted to touch on? No. Okay. And then we move on to, um, what closes, well, no, I guess there's a couple more sections, but the freedom of faith, right? which I thought was just very well said too. to be human. Man's response to God by faith must be free. And therefore, nobody is forced to embrace the faith against his will. And it goes on to read about how Jesus Christ gives us this example himself, right? That we are bound to God in our conscience, but not coerced. Right. This fact received its fullest manifestation in Christ Jesus. And you can think about this. He bore witness to the truth, but refused to use force to impose it on those who spoke against it. Yeah, you think about that man who walks away, the young, the rich young man right. who is invited to sell everything. Right. And um and he walks away and Jesus doesn't like grab him by the throat and say, Back here, you will mm-hmm. believe. Mm-hmm. Um, he lets him go. Mm-hmm. And that has to break his heart, right? Mm-hmm. I I would just think like that would be devastating. It's like, mm-hmm. man, this guy's walking away from Jesus Christ. Yikes. Yeah. Like that's not good. Yeah. Granted, we do all we do that in our own lives. Yeah. And I like to think that there's more to that particular story that 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 was something 
that that struck a chord with him. It obviously did because of his reaction. You know, the the gospel reads he went away sad because he had many possessions, like thinking, well, that's not something I'm going to do. But his actions of walking away sad proved that the Lord Jesus hit the nail on the head there. Right. Like, oh, I hit your sore spot. Yeah, yeah. And that's not necessarily a sore spot for everybody, but for him, it was. I like to think that that was a thought that he later pondered and came to a conversion of, because if he walked away sad, it hit him in some level. So I like to think he went to a bar and just drunk, drank himself <laughs> to a stupor, you know? We have different ways of how we think about that story path, coming out. Right. But that's good. Cause yeah. Okay. Oh man, that guy was right. I'll deny, deny, deny. That's right. <laughs> deny that I need to make any changes in my life. Yeah. Drink, Who does he think he is? Drink it away. Cover up the pain. Deny, deny, deny. I've never okay. done that. No, me I either. mean, not like the drinking thing, but like, you know, cover up anyways. Mm-hmm, All mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. The next one's about faith is necessary, right? That Correct. We can't go anywhere around it. Like faith is that, that's why the catechism, like we're in the very start of it. And it talks about faith that this is a step for unlocking the rest of our Christian life. And, and it's so much so that in the rite of baptism for adults, when you're asked, you know, baptizing an adult, there's when you say, what do you ask of the church? And there's multiple answers. One is baptism. Mm-hmm. One is eternal life. Another one is faith. Mm-hmm. They ask for this gift of faith because it is necessary for mm-hmm. the rest of their mm-hmm. life, eternal life, which we're getting to here shortly. Mm-hmm. There's a beautiful paragraph then 162 that talks about perseverance and faith. Faith mm. is an entirely free gift that God makes to man, but that also we can lose this priceless gift. To live, grow, and persevere in the faith until the end, we must nourish it with the word of God. We must beg the Lord to increase our faith. It must be working through charity, abounding in hope, rooted in faith of the church. So yes, our ta- faith can be and will be tested, and that is this perseverance that we need. We need this endurance to continue on our walks with him. Right. And we don't do that on our own. Right. Like that's that was one of a it was a great thing, like uh, asking the Lord to increase our faith mm-hmm. and being um, in the in the rooted in the faith of the church. So in the sacramental mm-hmm. life of the church, like if mm-hmm. going to confession regularly, going to mass at least once a week, all of those things, working through charity, all of those things help to increase this faith. So and then it quotes First Timothy so that we don't mm-hmm. make a shipwreck of our faith. Like, mm-hmm. ooh, mm-hmm. that that's a. That's a dramatic image because mm-hmm. shipwrecks is ugly. <laughs> shipwrecks is ugly. That's, right. that's good grammar. You got that right. Hey, so I got a pop quiz question for you. So when the disciples asked the Lord Jesus, um, Lord, increase our faith, because this was their prayer, increase our faith, they recognized that. Do you remember how he responded, how Jesus responded to that request? I don't. So I'm not this smart. I looked it up before because it was one of the scriptures down here. So I'm not this smart. But this, when they make that call, increase our faith, his response to them is, if you had faith the size, size of a mustard, mustard seed, seed. Yeah. you would say to this mountain, you would say to this right. mulberry tree, be uprooted and be uprooted. So I always hear that and like, well, it's not like the size of our faith because Jesus is telling us like, the size of your faith isn't the problem. If you had faith the size of a mustard seed. Right. So anyway. Here. Here's the, our scripture professor, God bless Father Timothy Shear, mm-hmm. just like rock that. Mm. He said in the Old Testament, oftentimes a personal mountain was a symbol of pride. Uproot this mountain mm. is uprooting pride if you had the size of a mustard seed. Mm-hmm. Mind blown. Humility. That's right. Humility is the answer to all of our problems. Yeah, we could grow true. in the virtue of humility. Oh my gosh. Remind me after this, we have to talk about today's gospel. Okay. <laughs> Or no, the first reading from okay. Mass today. Okay. Did you read it? Yeah. 
Do you mm-hmm. remember it? No. Oh my gosh. All right. We'll get there. <laughs> yes and no. Okay. All right. Um, okay. And then, yeah, so faith, this faith here, this faith that we have now is the beginning of eternal life. That's, you know, in the, the mean, first what? line, it tastes in advance the light of the beatific vision. Mm-hmm. So we get a taste of heaven through faith, like through believing in God. So in, we, we know that in heaven, like faith won't be needed anymore. It's why the angels don't have it because we will, we will see. And mm-hmm. so there's, there's no, um, there's no need for the assurance of things hoped for. Mm-hmm. So, so we're getting a little taste of that, but, mm-hmm. but as the next paragraph says, we perceive God in a mirror and dimly and only in part. So we just get little glimpses, but we get a glimpse and it's those glimpses mm-hmm that just open us up to, mm-hmm. uh, to his love. And you think about the transfiguration, right? The uh, Peter, James, and John had that moment where they see the transfigured Lord on the top of Mount Tabor and how that would, that one little moment, mm-hmm. how that would have affected them and how it should have affected them right through his crucifixion. Yet mm-hmm. they still, they still wavered, but mm-hmm. yeah, we get those, get those glimpses. I was once told, and I think it's so true that these mountaintop experiences that the Lord often allows us to experience with him like that, like the example of the mm. transfiguration are often preparation for mission like these, oh. like what comes. And I think Teresa Avila talks about that too, where she would have these deep mystical moments with the Lord and it was preparing her because she was about to go through some, some trial her, her faith was about to be tested. And so the sure. Lord tries to prepare us for that and, and remind us of what we believe and who he is. Mm. Um, so this is what the last two paragraphs talk about, that even though enlightened by him in whom it believes, faith is often lived in darkness and can be put to the test. Yep. Um, and then it talks about, it is in 165, it is then that we must turn to the witnesses of faith and talking about Abraham as, as an example, the Virgin Mary as an example, and this great cloud of witnesses that surrounds us that we can look to for help, right, as we are being tested. So I wrote a question in here that I wanted to ask you. Who do you turn to when your faith is put to the test? Like who, who are your go-to like intercessors that mm. really you find yourself like when you're really struggling, you turn to a, per, a oh, particular. Yeah. Well, I mean, the blessed Virgin Mary yeah. is, is top dog. Mm-hmm. Um, I think about St. Joseph too, a lot. Yeah. As you think about St. Joseph had that whole moment, like uh, Mary's pregnant, like, all right, Lord, what's going on here. Mm-hmm. And so just that kind of the darkness and even like he's, I can only imagine the stressful situation where you have that dream. It's like, Hey, get up Herod searching for your kid. Like, you know, like, and then, you know, as you're running to Egypt, you're thinking like, is he following us? It's not Mm -hmm. like you can, you know, check the news and just see Mm -hmm. how far Herod's forces are killing babies. Mm -hmm. Um, so St. Joseph and his, his Mm -hmm. faith in the midst of all of that, Mm -hmm. Mary and Joseph. I mean, those, I get two easy ones. That's pretty solid. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You can't, I don't know that you could talk about you. Um, I mean, I bet I could ask the listeners that and they would be able to say, because I feel like I mention my go-to saints all the time. They come up here all the they time. Do. So Therese of Lisieux, Teresa of Avila, John of the Cross, um, Teresa of Calcutta, Mother Teresa of Calcutta. Mm. And, and why I think I'm so drawn to her is because of her humility. Like she's so humble. Right. I mean, she knew how to get things done. She was a very determined, passionate person, um, but still so humble and so obedient in what she, what she was feeling called to do. Um, yeah, in addition to, of course, Mary and Joseph, but yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. All right. Well, Anything else here about faith? That seems like a negative. Is it time to throw the dart? I think we throw the dart. I was trying to think if anything came to mind. I was going to, why are you throwing the dart, Leo? Who's some of your go-to saints? Pope St. Leo the Great? He's thinking. 
He's literally looks like, go ahead and throw Father Sean. He literally looks like the emoji, the thinking emoji. <laughs> For those of you that can't see him, he's literally going there thinking. Okay, where are you going? Hi? Sure. It looks like. Yes. You said, you said, you said it just looks like that's what you're doing. Oh, we did go high. And you are on a line again. All right. Is it leaning towards one or the other? Yeah. Yeah, he says yes. Where are we going? <gasps> we are having some difficulties here in the studio. We are going to the way of prayer, 2,663 through 2,679. Do you hear a niner in there? <laughs> Are you calling from a walkie-talkie? <laughs> the way of prayer, 2063 to 2079. No, Ooh. 2663. Oh, 2669. 2673 to 2679. Ooh, I'm excited about that. You think we'll talk about Teresa Vavla, John of the Cross, or Treasure Lassu in there? <laughs> I don't know if we will, but I'm sure you will. <laughs> they come up every time. Okay. <laughs> that they do. Uh, you want to pray us out, Julia? I do. I actually um, want to close in um, what I'm sure is a very familiar scripture passage for most of us, um, but it's quoted in here talking about particularly the end of it, talking about what we see dimly now and what we will see in eternal life in this gift of faith. This is 1 Corinthians chapter 13. If I speak in the tongues of mortals and of angels, but do not have love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give away all my possessions, and if I hand over my body so that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not envious or boastful or arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. But as for prophecies, they will come to an end. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will come to an end. For we know only in part, and we prophesy only in part. But when the complete comes, the partial will come to an end. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became an adult, I put an end to childish ways. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then we will see face to face. Now I know only in part, then I will know fully, even as I have been fully known. And now faith, hope, and love abide, these three, and the greatest of these is love.